1: Welcome back everyone to Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Elliott. So today we're going to be diving into, oh, I feel like it's, it's a bunch of different things that you've done over the years, which is awesome. $35 million worth of transactions with fix and flips, over a thousand doors, ground up construction, new development, you do designing, have that fine eye, that attention to make it beautiful and glamorous. There's a lot of moving pieces that you're a part of over your career in real estate investing. You've been doing it for about 14 years now.
0: Yeah, it's yeah about 14, 16.
1: Years. Okay, I love it. I love it. So, Agnes Wong, how are you today? I appreciate you for hopping on.
0: Yeah, no, I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Yeah, so, I'm happy to um share yeah with your listeners.
1: So you just got back from uh, a camping trip this weekend with the with the family. You got a husband and then a four-year-old little boy, right? Mm-hmm, correct. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. You guys have a great time?
0: Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, my son was so filthy when we got back. <laughs> we dumped him in the shower, went away, cut his nails. It was all black. But, you know, yeah, kind of blast. So it's great to be outdoors and take time off. No cell reception So it was great to
1: just Yeah. full getaway and actually like really enjoy yourself i love that so i really resonate with you tremendously because you are super passionate about real estate investing as i am and you can just tell by like how you interact with people talking about real estate and your passion behind just all the moving pieces i know you have a real strong heart in the right direction to help out more people discover real estate investing but for anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are, do you mind just diving into who you are, like where you come from and what you've developed today?
0: Sure. Yeah, so my journey in real estate started after college. My sister and I bought a condo and then we sold it two years later for a good profit, tax-free, as you know. Yeah, it was the best thing ever. As yeah. you know, um, if you lived in it two out of the last five years, for two people, you can uh, it would be tax-free under 500000 so I thought it was the best thing ever, and I've repeated the process many times ever since. Um, in fact, I'm living in a live in flip right now. Um, we moved in for about a year, but it feels like we just moved in. But then, in about a year, we have to, you know, sell and back out and move again. <laughs> so um, we've been repeating the process, and we live very minimal because we move around so many times. We have very little things. It's almost like a showroom in here, and it, it is. Sometimes my clients, you know, I show my clients um, different finishes, so it is a showroom. Here. Um, yeah. yeah in,
1: what, what's really cool about that though if you have the right mindset and the right goal and like the focusness of not getting too attached to it and realizing like this is an income producing asset this is just a, a part of the process then that's really cool you can move on to the next one and not get like overwhelmingly attached i know some people it's hard to actually balance that out
0: Yeah, and our son's still young. I feel like we can still do this, but I don't know how much longer we can do this. We'll still
1: keep doing it until
0: he complains.
1: Okay, awesome.
0: So that started the journey. And then I started investing in rental properties out of state about 16 years ago. And I know 16 years because we actually took out a 15-year loan and we just paid it off. Nice. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Our first paid-off property. It was in Bentonville, Arkansas. Okay. And then ever since then, we've been investing in out-of-state properties, rental properties in Austin, Seattle area, and Denver. Okay. And we have, so we own a thousand do- over $1,000 now. So some we have direct ownership, some we do JV, and some are LP. Um, okay. Okay. And then, um, back to the real estate journey. And then in 2004, I had this amazing opportunity to co-develop a 90 minute luxury condo in Denver, Colorado. So that was an amazing experience. And we can dive in that to, <laughs> into that a little bit more. Then after the project completed, I moved back to San Francisco and started a fix and flip business. And we've completed over $35 million worth of, um, fix and flips. Some are projects. Some are partnering with investors and some, we actually just do design and project management for investors. Um, because I have an interior design and project management background. So I bring those skills to the business and we are sweet spots for the, that business is about, we buy them for 1.2 to 1.3 million yeah. and we sell them at 2.3 to 2.5 million.
1: And so it's a, it's that higher end that, that million plus. Okay. Yeah,
0: definitely um, higher end. And we usually take it down to the studs. We, we do the floor plan usually to the open concept floor plan that most people like. Um, but we try to stick within the envelope. We might excavate the basement. So you get not the basement, but the lower floor so you get sure. the ceiling height. But we try to stick within the envelope because if you ever go up or out, it takes a lot longer.
1: Yeah, it's a crazier process for sure.
0: Yeah, it definitely took a lot longer. And there's it's definitely great. You get big chunks of cash after you sell in about a year. But you have to keep doing this. You have to keep looking for the next project. And it's not very tax efficient because where we live in California, there's state and federal tax. So it's about 33%, even though it's a long-term capital gain, it's still about 33%. So it's not very tax efficient, Versus a multi-family, a bigger multi-family, you can, you know, renovate some of the units, increase rent, increase NOI, and you can refinance in year two or three and get half of your, let's say, half of your money back tax-free because that's
1: half yeah. of so yeah. th- those are a little different though, in comparison to like what you're doing with the live in flip. So,
0: yes. Then the live in flip is another category there. Yeah,
1: that's just yeah. a creative way to to avoid the taxes, live in it. And after you live in there for a, a year or two years, two, year, two,
0: two years year. two out of the last five years. Yeah.
1: Yes. Then yes.
0: 500,000. If it's, if the game is less than 500,000, then um, it's tax free for two people. Okay. Um, one person it's 250. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's different and that's great.
1: That is <laughs> great.
0: multifamily, because you, the depreciation offsets the income um, yeah. that you get from the multifamily. So there's a lot of tax benefits um, to multifamily. So we're expanding our business to bigger multifamilies you know, building our passive income portfolio and really passionate about helping others build their passive income portfolio as well.
1: I know. I love that. The awesome part about in-home flip, like stay, flip the taxes, obviously. The only downfall is that you only can do it once at a time as you're living in it.
0: Right. Um,
1: right. So that's the only downfall. But it is that creative way to just squeeze out a little bit more and and avoid it from Uncle Sam the right way, the legal way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are avoiding uh, paying Uncle Sam, but it will probably catch up to them if they're doing it the wrong way. So I want to kind of dive into where this all began for you. I mean, right out of college, you and your sister came together and got a condo together. What kind of sparked that interest?
0: So my family has always been in real estate. Okay. So, you know, instead of renting, we thought, why don't we just, you know, buy something instead of paying someone. Plus you get the tax, again, tax deduction um, (laughs) for your interests. You
1: guys have always been thinking about the taxes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay.
0: it's not how much you make it's not much you keep so that's oh, yeah. true thinking about that yeah um, so that kind of started our my real estate journey
1: okay i love that so then after that i think back in 2007 2008 right when the crash ship happened you had this opportunity of a 90 unit ground up construction
0: Yes. Yeah, so in 2004, I had an opportunity to co-develop a luxury residence and I mean luxury residence called Watermark in Denver, Colorado. My yeah. aunt is a developer. So she asked me to join her and I jumped on that opportunity. So I moved from San Francisco to Denver. As expected, it was amazing learning experience from construction to financing to sales and marketing. What was unexpected was yeah. that extremely valuable, invaluable experience of saving a project when the recession hit.
1: Yeah. So how did that affect you guys?
0: With the development, you have a construction loan. Yeah. And that construction loan converts to financing when you get occupancy. And you work out with your bank, you either pay, you know, monthly or quarterly. And imagine now you have, let's say $51 loan, you have to pay back. But, you know, on a normal situation, you start, you're selling the units and you're paying back. But we completed the project in early 2008. So credit just froze. We had pre-sold the units, but the buyers couldn't close because they couldn't get any financing. So we had to rent out the units, like about 60 to 70 units. We rented them out unfurnished. But to fill up 60 to 70 units, we actually had to furnish some of the units and rent them out as furnished rentals to either um, corporate rentals or vacation rentals. Sure. So we were just determined not to you know, have this foreclosed. I mean, we did everything we can. And so the learning, what we took away from the biggest learning was that number one, if you're developing or even long term flips, you really have to watch out for signs. Because when we started the project, the credit was starting to get tight. Yeah. You have to really watch for that. And then number two is you, you just have to pivot. Like,
1: you know, got <laughs> to you gotta adjust. Like, what else are you going to do? Yeah.
0: You just have to sell. And then real estate has cycles. So as long as you can stick through it, which we did, and now you know Denver is like one of the hottest real estate markets in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So, you just-
1: so you guys hung on to it that whole time?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Uh, by I itself, I lived
0: in one of the units and I was renting them out and I was property managing it too. Wow! Calls, <laughs> yeah. but you know we
1: did whatever we could. Yeah, I love that.
0: Still have some of the units. We're slowly selling them.
1: Now, um, overall, did the bank try getting you to pay all of it, like due today type of thing after the market?
0: Uh, yeah, we were fortunate. Yeah, there were a lot of builders, developers that went bankrupt or you know foreclosed. Yeah, but we were we were fortunate. And you know, my aunt has a relationship with a banker, and we were able to make the payments, so they didn't like do any of that to us. So
1: wow, be- that's amazing. What bank was that? If you don't mind me asking, was it like one of the popular ones that didn't actually go under or?
0: Knows
1: of Zion's Bank. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that's super awesome how you guys just adjusted and you still have it today. There's no issues. It's, I'm sure, uh, paid off a, a good majority of that by now, which is awesome. It's so wild to think about, you know, because problems happen on a regular basis and especially when the whole crash happened and everybody else is like scared wild you guys just adjusted and took action on whatever you had to do even living in it to make sure everything gets rented out did you guys get it up to full vacancy or not yeah, vacancy almost uh, to
0: all the, yeah all the yeah almost rent all the units yeah like i said it was furnished units unfurnished units
1: and, yeah everything
0: Managing uh, the furnished units were really interesting because they would call you if the Bed breaks, if a coffee machine's not working.
1: Everything, um, yeah.
0: Definitely not my favorite, but we just had to do it.
1: I love that. Okay, so um, moving forward, what other kind of like learning curves have you had besides the market collapsing on you?
0: <laughs> sure. Um, so that was my biggest learning curve. And I mean, there's okay. there's a lot. So I was going to talk about like my, my biggest and then maybe my first. Yeah. <laughs> so with my first fix and flip, I had a contractor that just didn't show up at the project and kept delaying and delaying. So I, and I did everything that I was supposed to, I, it was a referral. It, I went to check out one of his project and I called his reference, um, so everything checked out. But it's just that sometimes contractors get really busy and take on too much that they can handle. Sure. So they, you know, if you're not. most profitable project or their long-term client you know you'll get to the bottom of the list so that's what happened um and so it delayed the project few months so my you know my advice is to for sure number one make sure you have a written agreement with your contractor yes number two is to have a payment schedule and a completion schedule and number Three is to have a penalty in the contract if it's delayed. So like by X amount per day that the project is delayed. At least you have something written, agreement.
1: Do you like to put a reward in there as well as far as like if they get done early, some kind of incentives to, so it's not just a, like a, a threat type of thing?
0: Oh, that's a really good one. I actually have not done that. Um, okay. Uh, That might be a good one to try.
1: Has it been a good response though? And like they assume that after you show them like, hey, this is what the penalty is going to be if you don't stick to your word.
0: Yeah, they have to sign. Yeah.
1: yeah. But they're they're not in a negative mindset. They're not trying to negotiate that or anything. It
0: depends on the contractor.
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think that I've had so many learning curves when it comes down to contractors in the beginning. And it's such a blessing learning those in the beginning and, and making sure that they don't happen again. (laughs) And now I only pay with credit cards just so if the contractor doesn't do the work, then I can dispute it with my credit card company. And then it makes it a lot easier. It's kind of like a mini court case without actually going to court, just a phone call.
0: That's awesome. I, I didn't know that you could pay by credit card plus you get points.
1: Yeah, exactly. Plus, I've always taken advantage of just creative financing. So 0% interest for every single remodel, just because I wanted, if I can save money, I'm, I'm shooting for that side instead of borrowing or private or hard money makes it a little bit lucrative in that sense. But you do need to find the contractors that actually will take credit cards. But
0: that's, that's great. I love that.
1: Yeah. So as far as other learning curves, I'm sure over the years, there's been a, a couple others that might have been a little smacked to the face here and there. But is there anything else that you think would be beneficial?
0: Um, beneficial? I mean, I have some tips on fix and flips since um,
1: yeah, have done quite a few
0: of them. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about, you know, the the because we do high end, I, I'm not going to talk about like the the smart home stuff that we do or you know might not apply to everyone but i'll talk about like maybe simple things that doesn't cost much to do so for fix and flips um number one you really want to stand out from all the flips out there because the buyers are looking at different homes so you know you want them to stand out and for them to remember so one of my favorite lately is painting the acts um painting um, interior accent doors
1: oh okay
0: so now our trend is actually white walls, so we paint the interior doors like a gray color, and it really sure. pops. And we've gotten really good feedback from buyers that they really love that because it's really different.
1: Than yeah,
0: the and it's it doesn't cost any more.
1: Yeah, it's super simple. Right now, are you going out and looking at your competition first? I mean, you're running your own comps, I'm sure. So to a certain degree, you're taking a peek, but. I mean, you guys are doing a bunch of deals. So, is there?
0: I do. I, I look at. I look at other like mystery shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do. I look at what uh, what our competitors are doing. Just you know, so, market.
1: Just to see how you can stand out and make yourself just be a little different.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then another thing that we like to do is, if you have big glass shower doors, now put the plumbing fixture near the entrance, so you don't have to run and open the water and come back out. So we put the the faucets and the plumbing fixtures near the entrance. You could turn on the hot water and then once the hot water's in, you know, then you can walk in to the shower.
1: Oh, I love that. I've never even thought of that. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: so I'll send you some pictures and um, yeah. great feedback on that as well because um, it's really thoughtful. And it's it, again, it's, it doesn't cost anything extra.
1: To be honest, I've stalked uh, some of your stuff in the past and I'm always just like blown away. It's like, it's either the area or obviously your taste. You always make like the nicest, it's very high-end luxury, looks super beautiful and it always stands out. So I can, I can just imagine, I'm not looking in uh, the other competitors up there, but I can already tell like, you guys are going to sell this right away.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And you, and you want to at least have one area that the buyer can fall in love with. Yes. The kitchen or the master bathroom, and usually get, we'll get your money back if you put money in the kitchen or master bath. You know you. I I always envisioned how they would live. What would they fall
1: in love with? Yeah, it's awesome. We have a fix and flip here in San Diego right now. We finally got the permits and the green light to keep moving forward. We got held up there for a little bit, but this house is really unique and it has so many different things that stand out for the neighborhood. For instance, it's on a double lot in comparison to a lot of the others are on a single lot. And with so many different Comparables, like it really does stand out for the neighborhood. It has high ceilings, huge open concept, which others aren't like that. I'm almost curious if I'm going to comp myself out of the area. As we know in California, I'm sure it's going to be still a quick, awesome sale. But it's kind of like in those situations when you are overdoing a certain project. Do you ever run into anything like that?
0: Yeah. So I guess, I think being San Diego and San Francisco is kind of similar. Yeah. We've not overdone a project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always get like overbid. So I think where we are, and I, I can see that can happen in the other markets, definitely. Sure. But I don't see that in San Francisco or um, San Diego. Um,
1: yeah in california it's just not a problem thankfully we're blessed but uh in, in other markets depends on where the listeners are, are tuning in from it could definitely you could find yourself in that so make sure that your arv is comparable with the other competitors that you're actually looking at and everything uh actually does align with your project
0: yeah exactly yeah but for us like we've always like made records in the area
1: yeah so i love that
0: it's a very different market yeah
1: yeah and taking it to the next level of making something like stand out with the, just a little difference, it, it, go, it goes such a long way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's different. We don't do it by number. It's not the quantity, it's the quality. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not by, you know, we're not rushing, like um, we're not doing so many at a time. Yeah. Kind of detail um, on one of them.
1: So with the housing market now and the spread just getting thinner and thinner, How's that looking in your business currently?
0: Yeah, so it's been really difficult to find new properties. And then margin is thinner now because material cost has gone up about 20, 30%. Everything from countertop to doors, everything. So margins are thinner and we're not finding as many properties. That's why we're expanding to um, multifamily business.
1: Oh wow, okay I love that. So are you gonna keep the fix and flip business going actively or just slow it down?
0: yeah we are we will still do the have the fix and flip business sure. um, at the same time because there's still if
1: a good project comes by we will still work
0: on it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. you know dummy you know when there's a good opportunity you, yeah.
0: You buy exactly. it. yeah. yeah.
1: With the projects, I know you're trying to get more into the multifamily currently. And is that the end goal to get full-time in that?
0: Yeah, full-time in that as still maintaining the fixed and flip business, but to be more involved in the uh, multifamily business.
1: Because,
0: okay. uh, you know, that's building the passive income.
1: Sure. I love that. Has there been anything else that that you think has been like something that really... I don't know shook up your world within the real estate industry that kind of set you back at all or was it mostly just that the 90 units
0: yeah it was mainly the recession so I've, I've been through the recession and that was the biggest like biggest shock Yeah, for sure but I think it's important to have the right mindset so I actually have like a vision board has like motivational pictures and okay. two of my favorite quotes one of them is determination today equals success tomorrow i think that is so true if you're determined to do it today you know to do it you will see the reward tomorrow
1: that's and, so good
0: yeah the second one is nothing grows in your comfort zone so mm-hmm. keep pushing yourself and when you're uncomfortable you're actually growing and i love it. Yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah, so we're big on vision boards as well and words of affirmation, pumping yourself up for the day, knowing uh, your direction and having those goals. We actually have like some vision boards all around our house right now just because it, it is like it's a great reminder as you're walking out the door and seeing that jet or that private island or whatever it is that that you're shooting for the end goal and also having some reasons why you're doing this stuff as a great reminder so what kind of things are on your vision board
0: so definitely the bigger multifamilies. i'm looking at it right now so <laughs> a house in napa we've always wanted to have a house in napa Okay. And then actually I, I have like some kids playing at neighborhood that is not so nice. And I, one of the reasons for multifamily is that I want to be able to improve the living situations. Of yeah. That. So I have that on the board um, and then just travel to Spain. My sister lives in Spain. So I like to spend more time with her in Spain.
1: I love that. That's so cool. Is there anything else that you do on a regular basis, like a daily routine that helps uh, set you up for success?
0: Yeah, so I actually just read the Miracle Morning Millionaires book. Have you read okay.
1: that? Okay, I've heard of it. I I haven't actually read this one yet, though.
0: It's really really good. Yeah, um, it's more about the mindset. You'll you'll love it. <laughs> it's more yeah. about like adopting the mindset of a millionaire so about the morning i mean you you can i I actually shorten it i only do like five minutes of each like the um meditation five minutes of meditation five minutes of affirmation five minutes of exercise and then five minutes of visualization Mm. and i think it really helps and then also talks about the mindset of millionaires so for example instead of just like working saving which is just one plus one then you try to adopt the mindset of multiplying. How can you multiply your time and your money, like one times three versus one plus one? Yes. So it has a lot of good, valuable um, insights. Yeah, I think you'll love it. (laughs)
1: Okay. So, and kind of just jumping around a little bit here, but that first property, um, that Arkansas? Yes. uh, You still have that. You just finished paying it off. Do you plan on picking up more in the area or just hanging on to that for kind of the long run?
0: So we kind of left it because it wasn't, so we bought it for 70,000 and then now it's about 150. So it was, it was just not a very huge amount. So we didn't, we just, we didn't refinance or anything, but now that it's paid off, we are in the process of refinancing it um, to buy another property in the area.
1: Okay. Awesome. I love that. Okay, very cool. Where do you see yourself going in the near future?
0: So, I we're expanding our underwriting and uh, uh, bigger uh, apartments, and we're underwriting deals for bigger multifamilies. Yeah. So, like building our passive income portfolio and helping others build their passive income portfolio and financial freedom, and especially families, because... You know, I know a lot of people with young kids, they would like to give to stay home more or also having the financial security with families. I know a lot of single income earners. And what happens if, you know, they get laid off or they have to leave a job because of medical reasons?
1: Yeah, sick, anything, you know, it really exactly. it cripples you, which is it's uh it's sad but it's that's just life and that it happens so preparing yourself for those situations is the only thing that we can do
0: right it's really important to have like another source of income yeah i'm really passionate about that you know, sharing that knowledge with other people. And um, we're starting a meetup in San Francisco.
1: Nice.
0: That'll be really exciting to, you know, have like-minded people to talk about real estate investing. And
1: I was going to say about time, like <laughs> you had all this uh, so much experience overall and somebody that fought through the, the recession and still on top. I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. So you definitely you have a lot of knowledge to be able to give back to other people.
0: And we, we have been doing that with our own, like, friends and network.
1: Sure. Um,
0: so we, um, like, last month, we had multifamily expert Kenny Wolf come out um, to speak to our network, um, and then we also meet with friends. We talk about investing, finance, We from anything from, like, even, well, what's the cheapest car insurance, you know, where you can get the cheapest car insurance, to yeah. 29 college savings plan, to, like, which credit card has the you know, best benefit, which I was to say, you would be really good at that.
1: <laughs> what was it?
0: The with like, which credit card has the best, like,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So we love the whole credit hacking and, uh, just super blessed because so when we first got started, we didn't, we didn't have the additional funds and we didn't know where to, to get them. So, uh, luckily I had a good credit score and I, I just started leveraging the credit that we had. But um it's been a blessing. It's yeah, it's we, a, we should have of,
0: come out and talk about that.
1: Yeah. Uh we can set something up probably. It's like a crazy rabbit hole of how deep the credit industry goes and all the loopholes of like we're we're waiving annual fees now. We're removing a bunch of hard inquiries that are supposed to be on there that are holding people back, negative remarks. I mean, the list goes on, it's really wild.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's cool. You know, you just gave about an hour of your time for everybody else. I was curious, what could the listeners potentially do to give back to you?
0: They can connect with me if they have any questions or just, you know, if they want to talk about real estate, I'm happy to talk about real estate. Or they can find me at my website. It's sparkpathinvestments.com again it's sparkpathinvestments.com
1: okay awesome and then uh you're in san francisco correct Correct. awesome and then uh they can find you on social media as well where you're posting a lot of your awesome stuff going on so people can get firsthand touch of what you guys are doing on a daily basis which is awesome so i'm looking forward to your event how often are you going to be starting to throw that once
0: a month
1: once a month okay Mm -hmm. very cool So you got to email blast us out and let us know uh, so we can let the listeners know as well when that starts up because I know that's going to be awesome to just get more people involved over there. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Cool. Agnes, you're the best. I I truly do appreciate you uh, taking the time out to give back to the listeners. I know there's tons of value in this. Make sure you reach out to her, uh, see what kind of moving pieces you guys can put the puzzle piece together and see how you can add value to her as well as reciprocate that and it's cool because I'm sure you guys are raising more money as well for some of your bigger multifamily deals. So there's a lot of opportunity in the near future, which is awesome.
0: Great. Thank you so much for your time and what you're doing. This podcast, I'm sure a lot of people are learning a great deal from it. So I really appreciate what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Guys, you guys can all uh, reach out to me and find me on brandonelliotinvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments, And then... Uh, facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott, R-E-I. Make sure you share this out. Let us know where you're coming from and the value that you got from this and also take action on this stuff. So there's tons of gold nuggets in here. We're gonna put in the show notes as well to make it easy for you guys, but make sure you take notes, rewatch this, share this out and make sure you subscribe to Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing Podcast every single Monday, you'll get the newest episode and be able to really take your business to that next level. So with that being said, love you guys all appreciate the support. And uh, until next time, thank you so much. This has been another
0: episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.